everyone, and thank you for the download. It's sometime between October 12th and, uh, let's say, October 17th of 2023, and this is episode 65 of the Marty Called Podcast. I'm Tim Grassi, and today I'm joined by a man who spends most of his evenings keeping his meow meows away from wolves, the Sultan of Saki. How's it going, Josh? Meow. It's going good. Glad to be back, guys. Missed you. <laughs> Missed you too, honey. And hmm. the and the Tommy fam to my Jock Peterson, Skipper Ben. What's up, Ben? You ripped off any of uh, any other of our listeners in fantasy baseball trades today, or uh, was that just yesterday? <laughs> it's cute that you think he's a listener. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, any any future, any listeners uh, listening right now, if Tim asks you to join our fantasy baseball league in the future, uh, run all trades by the rest of the league first. Uh, just fair. Ben, ben doesn't welcome, know welcome this, but. Before Ben got on the air tonight, Tim and I were, I think Ben was actually mailing the anthrax to uh, Boston at the time, but <laughs> Ben was asking me how long it would take Ben to complain about this trade. And I think the over-under was like 30 seconds, and I'm pretty sure the under takes it. Yep. Yep. I think we've also said that if anything is going to dismantle this podcast, because we get along so well, it's going to be something related to fantasy baseball. Oh, it was close yesterday. It was close yesterday. <laughs> Nearly done. <laughs> all right. So it's been a while since we've all been together. Uh, ben and I last I, I, recorded last month. Ounce. I have a lot of fantasies and none of them involve baseball. No, it's, <laughs> all, fo- it's all football now. You, I, th- I don't know who you are anymore. I swear to God. You're never one sports fan on the podcast, Mr. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mr. Sultan <laughs> Zaki know. over there. Let's go Colts. Anyone else on this show? Anyone else on this show at the 50-yard line in row one on Hi, Sunday? I'm Josh Fenton. I only go to <laughs> sporting events in the first row now. Yeah, I love- <laughs> it really <laughs> is a superior experience. I got free tickets for the game tonight, Josh. You want to go? What row were they in? Second? I'm out. No, I'm good. <laughs> First row 50-yard line is good if you have the means. I highly suggest picking some up. <laughs> How many restraining orders did you get uh, issued by the uh, Colts cheerleaders uh, being in that first row? <laughs> Are you legally allowed to be within 100 yards of them? <laughs> actually, you know, when you're in the center of the field, you're actually pretty far away from the cheerleaders. If you have those kind of shitty front row seats near the end zone, then yet, that's yet a the story. Yet, like, the one picture he sends us is of the cheerleader <laughs> passing by. So, yeah, real far. You were yeah, but if you want them to stand near you, you, you have to sit with the pores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, but... <laughs> So yeah, Disneyland and Disney World increased their ticket prices. That's something new. Well, for, speaking, first row, speaking first row, Josh poor. doesn't care about that. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's for, fine with it. <laughs> Shit. Josh is making a rain at the ticket booths. He's good. What's well, an extra $50? I don't care. I'm front row Josh. <laughs> Honestly, for, for years, I've struggled to understand who the like target demographic, like what are people doing who can actually legitimately afford a Disney? <laughs> I don't... I. I just don't get it. I mean, I know what the median income is in this country, and I know what those tickets cost. And they're spending six and grand the, on Colts tickets is what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you guys giving me shit about nine hundred dollar tickets to the expo. I recoup some of that with my Lorcana uh, sale. So. Yeah, you're spending. That's like spending nine hundred dollars on a show about the game that you're going to go to. Like, you're st- that, this you're is next still, level. You're still part of the problem, Tim. That that didn't justify that spin. <laughs> You're the poster boy of the problem. Get out of here. 
yeah, at least... Uh, oh, I have pork cheese and it's Gruyere. <laughs> at, at least we know that they're uh, listening to all those articles and news, uh, newspapers and websites and all that stuff talking about Disney trips being too expensive. They picked a great time to go ahead and just jack prices up again. We uh, jack you know? prices up and then we just make the discount steeper. That's pretty much what they're doing. <laughs> like You got to love that the wokest company on the planet is like, yeah, fuck all the people that aren't making at least six figures. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. The hey, hypocrisy but you, is thick. Universal spent... It's 30 bucks to park there. So, you know, it's only right that it's 30 bucks at Disney now, too. Yep. We got parking uh, parking increases, uh, official removing of park hopping restrictions on January 9th. Hey, no somebody's got to pay for those brand new parking trams. <laughs> no word on the Genie Plus changes. Uh, they've, they've returned, right? It must be the end of 2021 already. Was that Alicia's joke? Yeah, yep. I think it was. <laughs> Uh, I, I was reading WDWNT, though, before we slip away from the, the price increases. It was across the board. They were in the parks today, and it's like every every food item uh, yeah, had a – tax quarter onto each, each thing, 50 cents 20 to, 20 like a, to $2 uh, more expensive for everything. So an ice cream bar now is, what, six fifty a bar. <laughs> They, they do that. I remember when gold bar. was six fifty a bar. <laughs> I'm going to guess probably every nine to twelve months they go through this and we and we all get outraged and then we all pay it. That's pretty much what happens, with the exception of Josh who's busy spending his money on Colts tickets. I mean, I, I don't understand how people are. I like, don't have if, a football fl- team. I have to make fun of you. Why? Well, that's whose fault is that? You ran <laughs> away know, the goat. I mean, pri- primarily, I'm going to say Belichick. In, in a time where the stock price is bottoming out, <laughs> they have just negative publicity across the board. Could they do one year where they're just like... Keep things flat? We're not raising prices. Like, like actually, make a campaign out of it. Like, it's... Uh, you could do 20... Visit in 2024 for 2023 prices. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's stupid, and we would all laugh at it, but at least it's, like, not... It's going to be $50 more per whatever for this and that on the tickets. Like, read the room a little bit, guys. I don't know. Like, Uh, I think we can all agree this is a company that doesn't read the room well at all. Absolutely not. What I, what, what bothers me too is that there is a misconception that Disney is good at marketing and good (laughs) at branding. They're atrocious at it. They really Mm -hmm. are. They, they, re- really they really are. I mean, like, they, all right, they, they might be better than some other companies, but that doesn't mean that they're actually good at what they're doing. No, mm-hmm. what they're what they're doing is trading on yesteryear's goodwill and Completely. chalking it up to their contemporary marketing efforts, and that is not correct. So I'm I mean, planning I'll, a I trip. Think, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I like how Tim says we're just going to pay it, like in defense of the, what the rest of the show is going to be about. <laughs> Oh, certainly, if if the public sentiment at large is any indication, then Disney sucks at marketing. Because, And this is one thing where I have to say moving out of Florida was helpful because you're kind of in the echo chamber when you're in Florida. But being here, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of Disney fans here. And I don't tell people I'm on a Disney podcast because I don't want them listening to this. But um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Josh is but a I, fan. But yeah, I that's do, why this show's grown leaps and bounds over the you know, five hey, years we've done it. Now when I'm in Brazil, I tell everyone about it. Uh, but I, I hear what people say, and it's a overwhelmingly negative sentiment. I mean, they might like the actual experience in the parks, but the, the pricing in particular is grating on people. And this is not me saying, hey, doesn't it piss you off how they're changing the prices? This is me being a fly on the wall and overhearing it. So, And I'm hearing it from people who are having the trips paid for largely by their parents and family members. So this is sort of second tier, probably watered down, diluted ire. So, I, and you know, 
that's just one anecdotal experience or, you know, my several people I've overheard, maybe, maybe that sentiment isn't reflective of the community as a whole, but it's certainly been my experience. Not necessarily. I mean, Tim just casually just say, well, I'll go pay it. And yeah, Tim and I might do it because we have trips coming up, but we are coming (laughs) off a year where attendance is flat. if not decrease. Like, like the parks are not as busy as they were. We are seeing that with massive discounts and longer extended discounts going into the next year. You know, it's not flat. Um, so, Colts cheerleaders. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I, no, I mean, is this the right time to be doing what they're doing? We'll see. I don't think they care. I really don't. I, I think, think you're, it's exactly correct. Just assume hell or high water. This is what we do. And what I actually anticipated them to do when they switched to dynamic pricing is that they would make these changes more gradually than they are. But they basically just made it sweeping across the board. I figured that they would set it up where as they go further and further out for the date-based tickets, they would just increase it that way so that, you know, say they go out as far as June of 2024. I have no idea how far out they go. They just make July that much more expensive and so on. That's how I thought they would do it. But nope, they're going to continue doing it the old way. And then they just have 27 different price points for a one-day ticket. So it's so confusing. It's but, so stupid. But hey, I mean, park, it's none of this is surprising. Back. We've had this conversation. Yeah, we've had this conversation on this show once a year, every every year we've done this show. It it is what it is and it sucks. Um, and we've we've gone through the same echo chamber of they don't understand their guests, they don't appreciate their guests, all that stuff, and yet those guests are continuing to pay it. But the good thing is we are seeing attendance decline and that at least is some validation that we're right. Well, if yep. we don't address it year after year, nobody will. So we're, we're just doing That's our true. job. <laughs> we're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> the, uh, ben, ben just said that they are removing the restrictions on park hopping as of January 9th. My at Disney World? At Disney World, yes. At Disneyland or not, because you know why. But my understanding is that there were supposed to be Genie Plus changes on or around that date as well. And our assumption was that it was going to be probably a return to a variant of FastPass Plus, perhaps with like a week out from a booking window instead of 60 days out. So you move your fastest finger button to seven days out as opposed to 60 days out or day of, which doesn't really solve anything. It just apparently appeases a select few. But uh, they have not yet mentioned that. I imagine that that news is going to be imminent. They got to have something to announce in two months when they realize these announcements still move the needle at all. So they can't do it all on one day. So (laughs) That's fair. These are huge, huge (laughs) announcements. I mean, in their defense, we did do the last show talking about somewhat substantial announcements from the Destination D event. But I I will say the the park hopping uh, was met with – we were happy with it in this house today because we are going on a cruise over spring break, and but we're going out of uh, Port Canaveral, so okay. we've we've made it to where we can do uh, a day in the parks before we get on the boat, and then uh, two days when we get back. And you know, having three days, we were <clears throat> likely going to miss a park because of the two p.m. park hopping. Uh, but no, we were like, yeah, now we can run over to. The worst park, Animal Kingdom. Sorry, Tim. I'm kidding. I just did that to take a shot at you because you're terrible fancy baseball trades. Um, <laughs> we can go over there in the morning, ride Avatar, and then you know be in another park by 10 a.m. So I'll, yeah, I'm glad that we get to do this coming up. I don't you know. know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I won't. But at the same time, too, we are 
we always have the debate, do we get park hoppers, especially with two young ones? You've got older kids where... Well, we have annual passes. You also have the annual passes as yep. well. So there's, there's a little bit more as kids get older, you can be a little bit more efficient going around the park. So that also helps. But well, it's also a good way to lose them um, if you ever just want to not have kids anymore. You, you leave them <laughs> in one park, you park hop to another, they'll never there find you. you. That's yeah, a pro tip so right there. It is. I used to have three kids. I will miss Sarah. She was she was lovely. <laughs> but do, delicious. I, do do your girls know about her? No, not at all. Yep. Well, they don't. They're not allowed to listen to the show, so it's probably <laughs> fitting, especially those that Josh are on. Uh, Josh is back, so no, they can't listen. So I don't know if if you guys saw this one. I think I may have even put it in the, in the text thread. I don't remember. Uh, facial recognition has arrived at Universal. I know a facial when I see one. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Kids can't listen. We're good. Uh, This is actually part of their new Vanilla Sky attraction. But historically, their fingerprint scans have just been atrocious. So, I I mean, regardless of how you feel about facial recognition, most of us have some variant of it on our phones anyway. So, if this is a way to... Speed uh, speed up the entry process at Universal, then I really don't we, care. We are being tracked by everything and everyone and every device everywhere at all times. So we all have tracking devices. Who cares? Yep. Except <laughs> for my like father, you, doesn't know how to use his phone. If you went into the security office and you looked at that facial ID like live stream, it would just be pictures of Ben Franklin every time someone walked through the turnstile. <laughs> I remember if uh, if you're staying on Universal property at one of their big three hotels, you get the express pass and they take yep. a scan of your face yep. and it looks like it's done on a dot matrix printer and apparently it's supposed <laughs> to be done and like used for screening. Four data points. <laughs> and every every yes. time I've passed by that machine, it's not working and they're just like, just go, just yeah. go, just go. Uh, I've never had a... It's confirmed to have a face. <laughs> I've never had a team member actually look at it with no. any level of scrutiny. If this person has a beard, that's a woman. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that news clip where there was some criminal on at, at large and they throw the fucking uh, like sketch of of him that the police had up on the you know up on the upper corner? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like a three year old shirt. The guy just starts busting out <laughs> laughing. And honestly, that is like four hundred times more resolute than what that face getting that they have is. So I'm not real mm. worried about it. No. The uh, the other I guess news ish thing is more information trickling out about the Shanghai Zootopia land. There was a flyover that was posted. I think it looks good, but then you also get the web of people on Disney Twitter, or Disney X, sorry, that said, why don't we get cool stuff like this? I look at a land like this where it's just super bright colors, very vibrant. I would much rather see something more aesthetically interesting like a Pandora, Africa, Asia, Galaxy's Edge, Cars Land. I think these things where there's no difference in shades like that's just bright pink and it's not you know a lighter or darker version of it to me that's not really my thing it is for some people but i think it's less dimensional than many of the other things that disney has done recently uh yeah we're definitely on different ends of the spectrum on this one because i think it looked pretty darn cool i'm not saying it looked bad i'm just saying it's not really my thing it's gonna look really cool over Rafiki's Planet Watch. Is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> it would be such a stark contrast in the Animal Kingdom. <laughs> You've got like rustic and nature throughout that park. I honestly think it would be more shocking visually than Chester and Hester's train wreck. I mean, like Chester and Hester's was pretty darn lousy, and it was also pretty bright colors. Yeah, but no, I think this would just be so in your face about it. 
it, I mean, I think we've talked about replacements for animation courtyard quite a mm-hmm. bit on the show. I, that's where it it's goes. Perfect for there. I think the layout looks pretty cool to me. You and I, I can't remember how it got on the, on the text thread, but you know, from the initial frame of that flyover with the, with the sign out front of it, it looked like cars land to me. Like it looked like okay. they, they took a lot of inspiration to cars land, even kind of the layout of where the restaurants are, the shops leading all the way back to the attraction at the very back of the land uh, with with it's like one city uh, street that leads you to everything. Cars Lane does th- kind of have that same thing, especially at night with all the neon. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, during the day, you have the Frontierland environment, which I think makes it so it isn't as, you know, yeah. 16-bit I, graphic uh, Toy Story Land, say- Nintendo Land-esque. During the construction of this, and there's been photos that kind of leaked out of, like, the street-level eye view of it, and the, like, Force perspective and the skyscrapers that are on top of the show building, uh, the the attraction show building that make it look like it's much taller than it is. I, I'm interested to see this as a POV walkthrough of the land, and uh, I think it looks cool from the sky. It looks cool from a drone video, but uh, based on what I've seen from from the stuff that's leaked out and the stuff that's you know the the few videos that we've seen uh, that Disney has released themselves, uh, I think. I think it could be pretty cool as far as the layout of the land. Now, my big question as far as it ever coming to the parks in the States is uh, I don't know how receptive the U.S. audience will be to police chase the ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little on the nose for a lot of stuff that goes on in this in this country, but it is – I mean, you're in a cop car, lights are flashing, and then you're speeding through the streets. And What if I don't Steve Gutenberg's involved? And it's well, police that's fine. No brainer, but uh, I, you know, at the same time, I could easily grant it the. That the should whole, be a rule for anything. Like if, if we're if we're future proofing any new additions to Disney, as long as Steve Gutenberg's involved, we're we're on board. Yeah, I, I'm totally on board with that. But uh, <laughs> you got to have that noisemaker guy too, though. What was his name? Uh, he was really good. Michael oh, Winslow. Uh, Michael Winslow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got the bleeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, love, love space balls. Um, so, but I was going to say, instead of like police chase the ride, I, you could do, granted, if you put it in the studios, you already have a ride like this, but the, the whole kind of concept of Zootopia, the, at least the, the payoff at the end was the concert, you know, get to the concert sure, yeah. on the other side of town. It's very rock and roller coaster-ish, but uh, you could you could do something to where you're at least experiencing that world, that land, and it's not necessarily a, uh, you know, Cop cars and cop chase. I don't know, but uh, I guess just, it's fine over there. <laughs> I'm just kind of in the camp of not everything truly lends itself to a land themed around an IP. And I don't, I, I know that Zootopia was bigger in China than it was stateside. Yeah. Not that it was a poor, poor performing movie stateside, it did pretty well. But I think there, we've said this about Toy Story, I think most recently, that. Even the best version of that land can't compete with the likes of Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade simply because Harry Potter has a much more interesting environment established both physically and then along with the story of the various props and food items Mm -hmm. and everything in universe just makes it so that that is going to already be vastly superior to a equivalent thing in Toy Story because you're having to create a lot of the story beats in a toy story land whereas in yeah. harry potter they're already created so i well, think the same is true as utopia you have yeah. an hour and a half long movie as your source material and that's it 
But in that hour and a half long movie, they visit a lot of locations, which makes it easy to create a land around. There's there are the but they ice focus on state. one of those areas, right? They like they just focus on the cityscape, whereas they would go through like half of that movie is going through jungles and other biomes and whatnot. It they is focus but on the cityscape. It's not too different than cars where you did you know, each car ran like a little business did stuff and you don't spend a yeah. whole lot of time there, but you do you're there long enough that if you were to build that, it's recognizable. So what you know, when they go get the popsicles that they actually went to a, uh, you know, little stand, a little little restaurant deal. Yeah. So that's there. So you can go get your popsicle from there. They're, they're, they did enough things in that film that, that went to certain locations within a cityscape that makes it just easy for them to build a land as opposed to just an attraction. So uh, don't know if that really answers your question, but I kind of can see that's why they did what they did with this uh, IP. I mean, it's whatever the attraction is, because it's just a singular attraction. There's no secondary like BC tickets to it. It's one anchor attraction to it. So it's a mini land calling it uh, on par with the cars land is in itself a bit misleading. I just think that there's a bit of a recency bias and newness bias that we've seen an animatronic that has not yet been seen by a paying public. We got a flyover of a land. They're teasing it pretty well. We Mm -hmm. shat on their marketing, but I think 10 years from now, I don't think it's going to stand up with the likes of Cars Land's Galaxy's Edge and a lot of the other stuff that they've done recently. Like this would be the worst land in Tokyo Disney Sea. That's kind of my point. Yeah, but again, you know, maybe Mermaid talk, Lagoon, but yeah. <laughs> you talk about like a Duffy bear, like just certain things play in different markets more than they would here. I, your argument here in the States, totally agree. Yeah. But uh, with the popularity of that franchise over there, this could be a hop in land for for a decade. Don't know. Yeah, fair. I am interested to see the ride, though. I, I'm always course, excited yeah. to see a new ride. And, and you know, we're going to get to a lot of that here coming up soon with all the uh, stuff opening in the uh, parks on the other side of the world. So and that that will be the first one that we'll get our eyes on. And, and you know, cool rides are cool rides. So hopefully it is uh, it is fun and interesting. They do some new stuff in there and maybe some of that stuff, whether it's a Zootopia version or some other property makes its way over here if it's uh, really cool. So we hinted at it. I am planning a trip, and uh, I think that means that Ben is going to take the trip report show off, and Josh is subjected to uh, an hour plus with me going over mm-hmm. it. But I'm mm-hmm. in. <laughs> the um, just some real quick beats on the on the trip planning. Uh, most of it is relatively boilerplate for what we've done. But we have added some new restaurants to the docket. We've got reservations at Toledo, Haleo, and Sebastian's Bistro based on my own interest as well as recommendations of others. Uh, the new-to-me stuff that we're looking forward to seeing is uh, Journey of Water, Tron, and hopefully some of the middle of Epcot. They, uh, they did say that the World Celebration Area would be open in December, I assume that's probably going to be December 31st, and I doubt that the Communicore Hall area would be open, but if some of those construction walls are down that have been up for the better part of the last decade, that would be nice. And we actually extended our trip to see the first showing of Luminous, so Josh, I will buy you a shirt for that. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I need you to return the shirt if the show's good, though. Okay, there we go. <laughs> There are a couple of things, a few things that we are going to try to do. We've kind of carved out time for it that I just have never done. 
And uh, one of them is Yeehaw Bob. Ben has mentioned that to me as well. God rest his soul. As well as others. Oh, shit, did he die? Um, (laughs) Well, you've got a live report to us. You've got to post in the uh, group chat if he's alive or dead. Take a photo. (laughs) We'll do that. Uh, That needs to to be a new thing for all of our listeners. When you go to the parks, take a photo with Proof of life. Make sure you have a... To the day's newspaper in the photo <laughs> yeah. with you. Yeah. And as you walk away, just be like, he's he is alive. Yeah. Uh, don't explain yourself as you walk away from him and then post that to the group chat. That's what I should totally do. Like, because he'll pose for pictures at the end. Absolutely. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll get a newspaper and make him hold it. <laughs> but the get, date visible. Vis- but the, zoom the real in on the date. Get the newspaper from when, like, Apollo 11 landed on the moon. <laughs> just really fuck people up. <laughs> Titanic is lost. Yeehaw, Bob is saved. Bob, can you verbally timestamp this video? I'm going to take a you real quick. I'm going to make an NFT of you. I've got a better option because one of the other things I want to do is the Back to the Future escape room. There's got to be some sort of newspaper props in there that are related to Back to the Future. And gotta be. We can, we can focus on some of the time travel components of it. And I'll have Yeehaw, Bob uh, holding that up. But those are a couple of the bigger things. And then I've said it before. I want to go over to Gideon's. We're, we're going to have time at Disney Springs and we just have never wanted to wait for it. So I think uh, we'll have enough of us there that even if it's just one of us going in there and getting a a bunch of cookies for everybody. I know, Ben, you've had them, right? You've had them a few times. I've had them a few times. So you're planning a whole day at Disney Springs so you can wait in line? That's the plan. Cool. (laughs) Whatever whatever it takes. I've never never had their cookies, but I have read their Bibles. (laughs) They are great. We uh, we have a dinner reservation at Haleo at like five o'clock, so I figured we'll show up around eleven and just wait for Gideon's as a uh, a pre dinner dessert. Go do the virtual queue, and hopefully it times out just perfect. to where a pre dinner dessert. Yep. <laughs> I, I think said that exactly was what under, I meant. That was an underappreciated comment. <laughs> Are you gonna really uh, ignore Jim Hill's constant uh, promotion of drawn to life and not go see that while you're down there as well? I will ignore that. But as, my- at some point, they're gonna pay people to go see Drawn to Life. So just hold out, hold out a little bit longer. My folks did actually see that uh, this January. With, uh, with my in-laws, and they did like it, but I don't know that, I think it was, they, they probably got like $30 tickets, and uh, I, think that, I think my father said it might have been 40% full, if that, so, yep. <laughs> whatever. Poor John, poor John I'm, not, I'm not against it, but. I saw, well, back when I worked there, I saw Lanuba probably five or six times. That's uh, a good show. I loved it, uh, it, but also I had a, you know, cast member discount that was mm-hmm. quite attractive and an easy date. Uh <laughs> So speaking of things on the west side or things that need to go to the west side, Ben, you recently visited – is it The Real Unreal? Is that what it's called? It's called Beowulf. Okay. Beowulf uh, runs this thing called The Real Unreal. <laughs> you talk. I'm done. <laughs> uh, yes. We've talked about it on the show before. Meow Wolf. M-E-O-W Wolf. Meow. Uh, they, they are popular for their attractions in – Denver, Albuquerque, and probably best known for their one in Vegas. We should be clear. We've asked Josh to sit shirtless. He's since shaved his head, and he is stroking a cat as Ben is talking right now. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they just recently, within the last uh, like month and a half, opened one here in uh, Grapevine, Texas, which is right outside of Dallas. And I, heard I got it the, through the Grapevine. Like, 
Yeah, heard sorry. it through the grapevine. Sorry, uh, that was horrible. I'm sorry. That was, that was, you're singing "Heard It Through the Grapevine" at the end of the show now. <laughs> nope. Table is turned, bitch. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I edit the jo- show. Jo- Josh, you're doing the uh, beat to it. All right, I'll do it. Both, both of you assholes are doing the song this week. <laughs> we'll be like moron pentatonics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are doing this now. Sorry. <laughs> Josh has uh, been breaking up pretty much the entire show, so we'll see how well this sounds. Have I really? Yeah, it's fine. You got your local going. I don't care. It's true. Uh, it no, actually, we- I've been hilarious, so I, I want all of my nuggets to be preserved. I think on As that we- last time that you were breaking up, it, it censored yourself, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, oh, I did. That's not a feature I've ever had in life. <laughs> Uh, no, we, we, as much as I'd love to sing Heard It Through the Grapevine, we had a uh, pretty hilarious group ch- chat text thread the other day that I, I still think we need to recite and bring to this audience. But uh, that, we'll save that for the end of the show. Listen after the, after the uh, closing credits, the closing song, and uh, you'll be in for a treat sometime. Can we do an erotic <laughs> reading of it? Yeah, Josh is just oddball... You'll remember. Oh, yes, I do remember. That is actually what we should do for the show. That is, we are going to read our text in that text thread. I don't remember. It's going to make it even better. For the record, this show has now devolved into like 60 to 90 minutes of us talking about it doesn't really matter, and we're just planning the final two minutes of the show. That's pretty it much is, what it is. It is. It is. Uh, now, back to my experience. I went to, yes, the uh, the new Meow Wolf in uh, – in, uh, outside of Dallas and it is called the real unreal. It's a, uh, a slightly, I think it might be the smallest one of the three. Uh, and it was still massively big. So we'll, we'll get to all that here in just a little bit. Uh, it was built, uh, at this place called great, grapevine mills mall. It's kind of a bit mall there. There's uh, it's huge and they have all kinds of wacky stuff. Currently now they have a mini Lego land. Uh, they have a sea life aquarium. They, uh, have a, a small Peppa pig park. Uh, and now they have this meow wolf that has opened. Uh, and that's just amongst other things. There, there's been some just wacky things that's that's been built in this place over uh, the last 20 years. So adding this uh, attraction to it is perfect. And as I stumble on my words here. Do they have a this- rug munchers for you mall rats fans? Yeah. <laughs> 37 I- dicks. Different movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> as Still I, a I, lot of dicks, though. <laughs> <laughs> like the back of a Volkswagen? Um, <clears throat> so, no, as I stumble on my words to describe Meow Wolf, I, I'm, this is going to be a constant theme because I don't know how to describe this place, which is I, – I, and I mean that Were like – Were you the, sober when you went? That is a very important question. Yeah. What is the mushroom policy? I think somebody, <laughs> somebody asked me that in the uh, Facebook – uh, group chat, yep. and I, my answer was, I am sober, but I don't feel like I am. Some <laughs> and, of stuff was like Raleigh Crump melting <laughs> Candleman type stuff. It <laughs> like, is the most bizarre thing I think I have ever done, and I absolutely loved it. It was an, it was a blast. Um, I don't know what direction we want to go in here as far as like a full description, if y'all want to ask questions on it, but I can kind of give you an idea of how it starts. Why don't we say this? This is going to be the rest of the show. So yep. if people don't want to hear anything about it, if they're going to the go, out. then then you're done here. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in a month. All right. <laughs> there. That's just easy. Don't even overthink it. Tell, tell what you, you should, want. You, you, you should stick around because this is the kind of stuff we all wish Disney was doing. Uh, that's, that's the best way to describe this concept. This okay. is uh, if, if the Imagineers sat in a room and there was no like – 
you need to build something around an IP or something like that. If there was no board people in there, if there wasn't a uh, uh, Bob Iger, Bob Chapek, that's just pushing like, what's what's the return on the value of this thing going to be? Basically how just, the Disney parks came into existence. Absolutely. If this was just a room of creatives and the goal was be- <laughs> And a lot of drugs. And a, a lot, lot of drugs. Of, well, a lot of hallucinogenics. Like, like yes, Disney was. Uh, yeah. A room of creatives- and and the end goal was just be as creative as you effing can be. That's what Meow Wolf is. Yeah. Uh, our version of it, each each one has a different storyline. That the, the big thing in in Vegas is Omega Mart, so it's like a yeah. grocery store that they built. That everything you can buy, everything that you see on the shelves, you can touch everything. Uh, the the and that's a constant theme, I think, with all of them. And I'll get to that again in a minute. Um, you know, you start in an Omega Mart you, and there's like a freezer in the back of the room. You push the door open and it just opens this portal to another world, another dimension, another universe. Uh, and then your adventure just kind of goes from there. And that the, the our version here does not have an Omega Mart. But what it has is when you first enter the room, you just see this massive two-story house. Okay. Uh, you see a garden to your left. You see a shed to your right. And all the people at Meow Wolf, all they do is say, Go. That's it. There is no direction. There is no hints on what to do. There are no clues. The only thing they tell you beforehand is if you see somebody from, uh, uh, I don't even know what they called themselves. If you see a Meow Wolf cast member, essentially anywhere, you can ask them anything. If you ask them a serious question, you'll get a serious answer. If you ask them a silly question, (laughs) if you ask them a uh, a silly question, yeah, that's true. That's good. Uh, you'll get a silly answer. So you just get released. You just go in. And, I love a good release. <laughs> uh, what you find quickly is when you first go through the front door, something, something's wrong. Something's gone wrong. And uh, God, there's everything from newspaper clippings to journals to iPads to uh, a television with like a Roku device. You can touch Everything like they encourage. How do they like, manage that from like a durability standpoint? Like, well, if they're like talking the, newspaper clippings, are those replaced I, regularly? I think it's so cool. So it's it's like a plastic material. Okay. So the, the paper is done as like a, like a really sturdy. Like you couldn't rip it. Uh, you could cut it, but you couldn't rip it. But you you literally have no idea what the hell is going on until you go in there and you start picking stuff up and reading, and you start watching. Uh, so it's like the, if the, the, the Louvre moms- was an escape room. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like. You, you, the way we found out quickly that the um, – I guess we can just get into it. There's spoilers here. I apologize. There's yep. really no way to talk about this without getting into spoilers. But warn people. It's fun. Yeah, you find out there's uh, – you're, you're in this family's house. There's a mother, a father, a grandmother, uh, a grandfather, and a son, and the son has gone missing. Okay. And they don't they don't know where the hell he is. Um, <laughs> he's just completely vanished. And – the the first things that you see like like we we went to the Roku device we're on the TV and the mom has like a cooking sh- like a, a cooking TikTok channel and the first ones that you watch uh, her, a garden and cooking uh, cooking channel so she grows stuff cooks her own food you watch like these things and they're re- I mean exceptionally well produced and it, the first 
three, four, five of them are her going to her garden that you can go to out, out in the front yard, uh, picking flowers. This is what we're going to make today, picking vegetables. This is what we're doing with it. And by like the fourth one, you can tell she's getting a little more sad. And by the fifth one, she's something's really wrong with her. And by the sixth one, she finally breaks the news of like, I, the family's not the same. We haven't found Jared. And you've got to sit there for about 20 minutes to go through all of these things. And when, once we got to the Jared part, my daughter had gone to another room where there's this fireplace that's being ripped open by like a, a portal. You can tell something's going on there. And she found this missing, uh, this flyer. Uh, can I, I interrupt and say questions? So when, how big are the groups that go in at a time? And do you, do you like bypass other groups? Like no. How is it? How is the integration of multiple groupings of people? Yeah, can we can you went, play through? We we yeah, went in with real, about yeah. we went in with about twenty people okay. uh, in our group. Left with and four. once you go through that first door, it's a free for all. There okay. is there is no set storyline. There is no go to here, go to here, go to here, go to here, go to here. It is go nonlinearness. Whatever you want to do, I think go. the the explanation, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't done it, is that it's an escape room without a means of escape. Uh, yes, I the the only slight difference I feel there with with me doing escape rooms is there is an endpoint to that escape room. Okay, so an escape point with an escape room with no endpoint. There's so many storylines here that I don't know what is supposed to be how you're supposed to end this. Because is there an Jared, actual objective or is it just discovering is, things? Not that I know of. Okay, there might be, but they do not help lead you down that path at all. How re you, this is, how how re-experienceable would you say that it is? Bro, you, I mean, the number of bro, 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 <laughs> bro. You can spend days in this and not do everything. How okay. long did you spend in there? We were in there for a little over two hours. What made you finally decide to leave? They had a private event that night. Okay. <laughs> We got kicked out. Okay. That's uh, I, I referred to one of the employees as a pussy. And but, just, oh. <laughs> On an unrelated note, I'm not welcome back. <laughs> uh, the, the, but the good thing out of it was, was like, we we left going, we got to go back. Like, yeah. I, I we, we feel like we finished the Jared storyline, but... As you're going through the Jared storyline, you're finding all this stuff about his grandmother had passed away and yeah. how broken up that family was. But there's clue, and you like, this is a huge two story house. There are six bedrooms that you have to go through and, and uh, a living room, a dining room, a kitchen, uh, a, a piano room. Uh, and, and this is just the start of it. And when you go in these rooms, Everything you you touch and feel everything I, like clue. Can you connect from the kitchen to the conservatory? Absolutely. If you if you went through that fireplace, you found yourself in a portal that okay. led you to another area. What you what you do realize real quick is like Jared's not missing in the sense of like he's being kidnapped or something. Jared has fallen through some portal that has taken okay. him to this other dimension. But there's enough storylines as you're doing the grandmother stuff and learning about her and you're reading her letters and you're going to her record player and you're going through her records and, and all of the records reference life alive. Uh, 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 it, 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 you start thinking like, wait a second, 
is she actually dead or is she, did did she go through this portal? Is she out there as well? And she's not lost. She's not gone. Something happened here. Um, th- there is n- nothing to make you think that except for you doing your own discoveries and putting your own storylines together and you starting to go through your own adventure, which I think was just amazingly cool. Uh, it, it the whole thing is what you make it out to be, and, and the the way you get to this it's it's once you leave the house there's a couple ways out there's a, there's a way through the uh, uh, get on your hands and knees crawl through the fireplace there's a the staircase to go to the second floor you know there's that little cubby underneath it that's kind of like where Harry Potter uh, you know lived yep, in the, in the stories closet. if you go in there and crawl on your knees around the back corner you realize there's a portal into the other dimension. Um, the If you go into the laundry room and you open the uh, washer and dryer, they are slides that take you into okay. another dimension. Uh, if you go to the refrigerator and open the refrigerator, it's freezing, but it's a white hallway that you walk down that hallway and it leads into this two-story room of refrigerators stacked on top of each other. And each one of those refrigerators went into other dimensions that you had to go into to discover the, the, the story of what's going on. And as you go into these other dimensions, you start realizing that there's these rifts all over the, the world and people have stumbled into this world and this is where they now live. This is what they do. This is, this is their world. They never go back to the real world. This is, this is what they are these days. Uh, and I mean, it's trippy. It's absolutely one. You walk through the refrigerator, and all of a sudden, you're in the back of some guy's full size camper. That you go outside the camper, and then you're in the desert, uh, and roaming through the desert, walking through another door that then leads you. Uh, uh, that one. You're led on a horse back, with no name, right? Yeah, horse <laughs> with no name. It led you back into another one. Of the, back into the refrigerator room. It, it's everything leads to everywhere. I'm sure, remarkably it, disorienting. Incredibly disorienting. You would turn a corner. You'd be like in a really small, like tight, confined space, turn a corner, and then you're just in this massive uh, new area. There's a... There's a tree with a huge tree house at the top, and 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 you just look at it. and You're like, we got to go up there. I got to go see what this thing is. You go up there and find a little bit more of the story. Uh, our favorite area, we uh, found an arcade that had these. They had real working arcade games that were custom made for this experience. And the best way to describe these arcade games were probably something like out of a Banksy art project. Okay. You, you remember the dystopia Disneyland that he he made. Yes. These video games were like, one was like, uh, the, the whole concept of the game was there's a God that's staring at you and you're trying to do a pattern with the joystick to appease that God based on the emotions he wants you feeling at that time. And the frustrating part was you could never get it right. You always, you always disappointed the God and you would always lose. And I sat there playing the thing for like 20 minutes cause it was a pretty fun little game, but it was just like, they, the like the time and effort that was put into this. Somebody designed this. Somebody yeah. came up with this storyline, came up with this idea, designed this game, put it in an arcade cabinet, and made it a a real working thing. And, and that's just one it. element of that's it. That's just it, yeah, one thing. The, the <laughs> there, depth there and the breadth five, of, are amazing. I mean, there it, were it just, five of them in this room. Yeah, and so we we went through this arcade. Then, as you left the arcade, it was like a a cityscape. So. Maybe the best way to describe this room was like a tighter version of um, 
if you've been to uh, New York, New York in Las Vegas, uh, mm-hmm. the indoor area, the casino where it's, you know, the, the, the kind of the feels like you're on the city streets of New York, uh, but the, like, like in the neighborhood area. So like the, uh, the tall two story brick buildings, apartments above you, you know, uh, clotheslines hanging across the side. There was just, it was a really neat area and they had a phone in there and, and throughout the, this area, you could, you found all these numbers that if you went to this payphone and typed those numbers in, uh, it would call different things and give you different clues of the story. And again, there were so many numbers in there that if you, you could sp- it would take a days to do just this room by itself. Uh, our favorite number though, was there was a number that you could call that rang into the house that you started in and somebody would pick up the phone there. So this was the only one <laughs> where if you're on the phone and somebody in the house picks up the phone, you actually talk to somebody else. Everything else was a pre-recorded message that gave you hints towards the storyline. Uh, but the fun part is, is like, that's the start of the story. People hadn't got this far into the, into the, uh, uh, real unreal to realize what was going on. So you're, we, we, it was essentially prank calling that number over and over. <laughs> People answer the phone. We're like, you've got to help us. We can't get out. Jared's here. Jared's here. And just doing, <laughs> doing stupid shit, but it was fun. And it was, it goes back to what I talked about with the old Frontierland play test that they did uh, before the Galactic Star Cruiser, where it was like, here's a little storyline. Go make of it as you want. Go create your own character. Here's your name. You know, we're not going to tell you any linear story. Just go do, have fun, be part of the experience. That's what this was. This is, and again, I think we talked about this the last time we talked about Meow Wolf. This is what Galactic Star Cruiser probably needed to be more of and not, you know, here's your data pad. Be here at 9.15, be here at, you know, 10.30, be here at this and do your set number of things over and over. This It needed to be nonlinear like this. That's what it sounds like. Just go in and and do whatever the hell you want to do. The best part was, is every time you thought you saw everything, you go, I didn't go through this door because it looks like just a maintenance door. It looks like something that you shouldn't go through. It looks like, uh, you know, know, something that would take you off stage. You push that door open and you're like, holy shit, Uh, guys, come here. There's a whole new portal we've got to go through and figure (laughs) out what the hell is going on over here. That happened to us at least five or six times to where we thought we did it all. Hey, we didn't do this. Why is this door? Oh, nope, this door does open. Oh my God, come here. Everybody come here. The the neatest thing I thought with it was this was built in a old bed, bath, and beyond. (laughs) Okay. I was just going to ask you how many square feet it was. So you're going into the beyond section? Yeah, this was definitely the beyond. Um, and, you know, Bed Bath & Beyonds are, are large stores. Right. And were. And were. Were large stores. But even at that point, I'm thinking, like, it's a confined space. Like, there's only so much you can do in this space. And this this Bed Bath & Beyond also After had, this experience, uh, <laughs> you're still limiting yourself to three-dimensional thinking. That's the yeah, sad part. True. Uh, but the, 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 the footprint for where they built this also included, like, the, the merch store up front, the ticket booth. There's a cafe. There's a little uh, rest area out front where you can actually leave the Beyond for a little bit and just kind of get your bearings back in and then go back in. Um being inside this and seeing what we saw and knowing there's still stuff we didn't see, I, I without a doubt, there's areas that we never made it into. Sure. And again, knowing how big this space is, because I had been in that Bed Bath & Beyond a million <laughs> times beforehand, I it's, it, it's huge. Like there, there is no limitation to what they did. I don't know how they fit all of this in there and 
made it so large without actually expanding the footprint of that space that they took over. It's baffling, guys. Uh, the, 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 I want to do it. The, it. I can't recommend it enough. Like, it, it's, it's a fantastic experience. It's everything... You know, when we always look back at the, like, the good old days of Disney, the, 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 even just the uh, uh, upstairs at Imagination, where you just kind of get to run around and do just little things, hands-on, and, and experience stuff that you've never experienced anywhere else. This is a definite callback to those days of, of Disney that we all kind of love, and I feel anybody that goes to this, one of these experiences, is going to have that same feeling I had of just like, this is a really... Really cool thing. You you kind of get taken back to your childhood. You feel like a little kid in there the whole time, uh, even though the storyline is incredibly adult. Like uh, like this is not something that young children are going to understand at all. They're, uh, young children go to this. They're going to have fun, but they're going to look at it as a uh, as a playground. They're not going to get in on the story. the The storyline is so advanced and so adult that this is one thousand percent an adult experience. Um, but well, yeah, your kids just, went with you, so yeah, how did they do with it? They had a blast. They're they're right at that age where they were very curious. My my, uh, we did this for my youngest daughter's birthday, and her and her friend, uh, you know, we kind of advanced through the house, went through the portal, had a lot of fun in there. But then they were like, "We need to go back to the house because we're missing stuff." And so we go back to the house. We go up into Jared's room. We're all sitting on Jared's bed. Like there is no. There's no ropes on anything. There is no, don't sit here. Don't touch this. Don't climb here. We all went to Jared's room, sat on Jared's bed, a missing boy, found his diary in his dresser and read his diary to see what clues were there. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You can, his dresser drawer, you can open the dresser and his clothes are there. Did he have a Gideon's Bible in there? He did not have a Gideon's Bible. Uh, but, I mean, you can take his clothes out of the drawer and King hold James. his cl- clothes. It's You go into the closet and realize there's a ripped portal in his closet. Um, and you need to go explore that a little bit. Like, every, you just have to uh, – the, the best way to do something like this, uh, I think like the one in Vegas, they say it's a like four to six hour experience. Um I think we might need to have a podcast trip here for the three of us oh, be go fun. do this. But yeah. th- this is something like Tim, you've said uh, you want to come to a baseball game here. But this is something like this is thirty minutes from the baseball stadium. Like we sure, would be like, sure. we're going to the game, but we're going to go to Meow Wolf all morning. We're going to go at open, and we're probably just going to stay there for as long as we possibly can to try to figure out what the hell's going on. So, the what was the motivation to go here? I mean, I know that you were obviously interested in it. Was everybody in the family interested, yep. or was this your cell? Like, how how did it, how did you get uh, to the point where this is a birthday thing? No, we, the, you know, my daughters love the parks. My wife loves the parks. I would say probably my wife was the least excited about it, but she just didn't know really what she was getting into. Okay, uh, the my oldest daughter, my, my two daughters both knew about like the Vegas experience. They knew about the others. Uh, when we decided we were going to go here, the first thing we did was like, no spoilers, like don't yep. watch any TikToks. Don't we went into this. We, we, the only thing we knew is like the first room. Cause we wanted to know if there was going to be an Omega Mart. The, the Omega Mart's pretty damn cool. Uh, and we found out that this one was much more like the, uh, New Mexico experience, which starts with the house. Okay. So that's the only thing that we knew going in. Um, but no, they, they're, you know, they're my girls who love themed experiences. And this was, this was an easy, easy sell, uh, for them to, to, to go do this for a birthday. It is pricey. I was going to say, what's the price point? So the price point is $40 for adults, uh, and children were 30 from three to 12. Um, uh, we so did go one third a, the price of a day at Disney. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you can stay that here as long. That at all, honestly. I mean, <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. If if you're looking at all right, so it's interesting. I've had conversations with people about, uh, say, like minor league sports, minor league baseball, and their competition is a movie theater. This is not that. This isn't the competition of a movie theater. Yeah. It is a competition uh, of probably like your local theme park in terms yeah. of. Yeah the time that you would devote to it. It sounds like six hours is probably about what you should, should have spent in there yep. on a given day. So I think, I think total, we, we had so a, l- a little longer than you should carve out for animal kingdom. <laughs> Don't say Sam will kick you off the show so fast. He's already mad at you. I, I love the animal kingdom. I mean, but I, I get what you're saying. You can shit on it all you want. Most people are leaving that park by three o'clock. If not, earlier. my comment was purely designed to cause you pain. Not in <laughs> not, no not way to agree with. <laughs> uh, we, I will say though, if you are planning on going, look at the calendar because it is variable pricing. Okay. We went on a Monday on a holiday on indigenous people day, or as Josh likes to call it, Columbus day. And, um, <laughs> Uh, the kids were twenty dollars that day, okay. so we saved a little bit. You know, it's fine. But do they have twenty-seven different price points like Disney does? There do seem to be a lot of different price points, but it's all pretty easy. It's going to be forty. It's going to be thirty. It's going to be twenty, or it's going to be like fifteen for kids. I, there were some days like a Wednesday middle of the week during the school year where it's like nothing during the day. Yep. But but the, the cool part is is their varial pricing goes backwards, unlike Disney. Uh, where Disney goes up, <laughs> yep. uh, you know, their, their highest price ticket is a reasonable ticket. Uh, and, and, and if you can be flexible in your timing, it's actually gonna be cheaper for you. So, uh, that was, that was a nice, uh, deal there. So yeah, I think we did the tickets and you can get the, uh, little like, uh, lenticular glasses that make, uh, the 3d art in there have a little bit more depth perception. They were like $2 each little paper glasses. Um, so we, we splurged, uh, an extra What's- 10 bucks to have the glasses. So we're like 180 bucks all in, uh, for, for the five, five of us to go. There were five what's, of us. Yep. What's the, what's the alcohol and snack situation? It's a good question. Uh, no food and snacks inside Ooh. the real unreal. Uh, but there's a cafe outside. Okay. They have uh, food, beverages, beer, stuff like that. The okay. cool thing with it, it's all local products. So uh, they, they make partnerships with local breweries, local uh, – there, there's a place here, and actually there's one in Orlando now called HTO. Uh, it, it's a iced tea place with like 30 different flavors of iced tea, and you can mix and match your iced tea. Like they, and, and there is one about two miles away from the mall. They struck a partnership with there, and you can buy uh, HTO iced tea in there. So it's not – it's actually not Coke products. It's not Pepsi products. It's They, they do a good job of – propping up local businesses within the okay. area and that's what you buy uh, in there. And, and the same thing with artists. They work with local artists for stuff that you can buy in the merch shop. So uh, really kind of a cool deal. Vegas is the same way. You know, it's all it's all local-based stuff. Uh, neat neat idea, neat concept. So uh, you can buy the Omega Mark Cola, uh, though, in, in this one. So I did not buy it this time. I will absolutely be buying it next time. You mentioned that the let's call them employees, the employees, the, uh, the Beowulf employees, you could ask them questions. Are you, are they part of the story or are they whatever you need them to be? Like they're if you whatever, need to get out. Yep. Yep. They're more that than part of the story. This is okay. not like street atmosphere, uh, okay. walking around. Uh, you do, there definitely is not none of that going on. I think the one in Vegas, there is a bit more 
uh, of that, but the one here, there were, there were no, there was not like the fan, there were no actors playing the family, uh, okay. in the house. Like they were like the entire family was gone. Uh, I think at that point you're supposed to assume that they all found the portal as well. And this is, you know, Jared either led them there. At one point you do find a YouTube video, uh, like a, a TikTok video on one of the iPads where Jared, uh, the mom starts playing the piano that you can play upstairs and a portal rips open and Jared comes home and the, and everybody's freaking out that Jared's back. And I think at that point, Jared takes them as well into the portal. And, and that's why they're not part of the story when you're okay. going through their house. Okay. So at that point, then how, how many employees did you encounter? Are they like present in every room or no. are they scarce? Mm. Scarce, very okay. scarce. Uh, probably at any point we we went back to the house quite a bit because that that whole the design of that area was actually really cool. That that was a lot of fun, and you probably see one or two employees roaming the house at any time. Okay, uh, and then when you went into you did have one sitting on top of the uh, washer and dryer the entire time because those are slides and ropes, uh, ropes nets, uh, but depending on which one you go through. So it is a uh, kind of a, I don't know if it's a safety thing or what, Maybe. but you did have somebody sitting on top of the washer and dryer the entire OSHA time. came in and said, you got to have a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but once you went into the portal, they were few and far between. Okay. So does this, I know you guys are presumably, if you haven't already booked it, planning on going back. Yeah. What, what yeah. you're, you're, you go to Vegas relatively regularly. I assume Omega Mart was already on your list of things to do. Has this vaulted a Vegas trip up the, uh, Rebstock family vacation plans or what? Probably. I, I, uh, at some point for the family, uh, just yes. short it out. <laughs> uh, I'm a degen- I'm a bit of a degenerate gambler. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like leaving the strip all that much. I like I like being in the casinos. I have been there. Uh, my last trip to Vegas was what two years ago. We had planned to go to Omega Mart and can just we talk about the YouTube performance of the Sphere for the record? Uh, I, I let me put it this way: if I've got a price point, I've got if I got a splurge on something, it's without <laughs> a doubt uh, something at the Sphere before I go to uh, Omega Mart. And that's no slight on Omega Mart. That Sphere is freaking unbelievable. So that cool. performance, I think I, I looked at those tickets, the U2 uh, residency. I think they're starting at about $500, yep. uh, which is, you know, a, what, like a tenth of what Josh pays for football tickets. But at least beyond that, Place. I think it looked like they had other significantly less expensive offerings inside the sphere during the day, like a mm-hmm. pseudo planetarium type well, thing. The, 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 lar- the thing. largest formatted film ever. Uh, yeah. plays in there and that's actually directed by Darren Aronofsky so you know a, mass, you know, a, a huge name director put together this really cool uh, it's, it's it's like scenes from Earth uh, yeah. I know that the, the one scene I've seen was like a, a an Africa scene with giraffes that are just you know they look 200 feet tall uh, towering over you now are the necks of the giraffes extra curved like the Eiffel Tower oh boy yeah. <laughs> Somehow oh, they made that work in there in a dome screen, but they can't do it on a kind of slightly curved one. Uh, this is almost as if they shot whatever. the footage for it. Yeah, but, it's crazy. So, so back to uh, the was it the real the real unreal is it what is it called? Yeah, the real unreal. Yep. Have you have you booked a return visit? Have not booked a return visit yet. No. Have you? I assume you guys have talked about it though. That like probably as soon as you got in the car on the way home. We did. I think what would. 
lead to this would be a uh, like if my sister called and her daughters wanted to go. Gotcha. Uh, because they heard it's cool. We'd be like, yeah, let's go. Uh, I don't know how quickly we just go randomly on a Saturday and be like, let's go spend another, you know, sure. 150 bucks to go do it. Um, but if we were at some point, we will, but without a doubt, but it's not just like a, uh, let's do it next month again. I think you need a little time to kind of decompress from it. Sure. Uh, but I do think it'd be a lot of fun to take, it's like, uh, taking somebody to Disneyland for the first time. Then you've already been there. I do think, uh, if you had somebody never gone before, you'd be fun to you go and you just kind of. I would follow some, I, like I, I would follow my sister and, and her daughters around. I wouldn't want to lead the story. I would want to see how they learn the story, experience the story. And then I could chime in when I feel like I need to, but I would want to be more of a, uh, uh, a watcher as, as opposed to a participant to a group that has never done it before. I, the approach that, I mean, again, having never experienced it, I don't know for sure, but I think we all welcome introducing, you know, friends, family to Disney parks for the first time. That's a really cool thrill and sharing those experiences with people. This sounds like something that much more unique. And while you may want to bear witness to somebody's first experience with it, it almost to, from a self-serving standpoint, would be more interesting to let them spend two hours and have a completely different experience. And then collectively, yeah. you with your previous experience, them with their experience, go a second time for both of you. I think yeah. that would also be interesting. There's a couple of ways to do it, it sounds like. But uh, definitely intriguing. I don't know when I'll have the opportunity to do this. We are, as a family, doing a West Coast trip next summer. And I've already thrown out the idea of one or more of us taking a day trip over to Vegas uh, when we're on the Los Angeles portion. And nothing yeah. is better than being in Las Vegas in July. I think uh, <laughs> no no better time of year to go. I, I think when uh, Universal opens their experience in Vegas next to Omega Mart, yep. I'm, I'm much more likely to go let, let's go explore this. The, for me, it's not far from this strip, but it's far enough that it's a bit of a hassle to get over to. If this was all built right on the strip, uh, 1000%, I would, sure. I would go do it, but it, it is a, uh, you've got a plan to get over to this area in Vegas to go do all this stuff, plan to get back. Um, which, you know, I mean, you can Uber over there probably quite easy, but again, it, it is a little bit, uh, out of your way as opposed to just walking from casino casino, you know, mindlessly and and going that route. But uh, when Vegas gets their universal experience and all that's in one little area together, I could see this being a, a day for me to run over and check everything out. Sure, sure. Do you have anything else on this? It sucked. Okay. Josh, Josh would, I think this is something Josh would have an absolute blast in. I mean, I, I don't, if there's anything that makes me a marginally good podcaster, I think it's that I don't lie. And I've certainly shown a lack of interest in a lot of things we've talked about over the last few months. <laughs> and I don't think anyone in the last 20 episodes has heard me say those magic words. I want to go do that. And I want to go do this. Like to me, this is what Disney parks used to be that just so many layers and I, I don't think you spoiled anything for anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't seen it, but my sense of it, just looking at the website is you really can't distill it to yeah. words. So I don't think anything you said is going to damage the experience for anyone. I, I definitely want to go. I wish there was one closer to me. I'd go do it tomorrow. My spoiler was this kid and a family goes missing, which you learned in the first room. If you, if you take the time to look at it, 
I think I, I know still think how it's it weird ended. that you put his underpants on, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I been there. His name I is did. Jared. You know, there is a negative <laughs> reputation with is that it name. The subway guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did take he his pants. Canceled. <laughs> his <laughs> pants were fifty <laughs> sizes too big, and then this yeah. I did. I did take his pants out of the drawer and looked at my uh, looked at the girls. I was like, "We know he's this tall. These are his pants size. We, if you see somebody about this size, it's, it's got to be him making a big deal out of it." <laughs> uh, but it's. I feel like I kind of have an idea, maybe, of how one of the storylines might have ended. Okay. But even sitting here right now, I don't know if that's right or not. So, uh, yeah, th- th- I I don't think I spoiled anything here because I think. Each of us could go in separately. Say each of us went in at uh, 30 minute intervals. We didn't come across each other the entire time. We say, let's meet back up at uh, six o'clock and compare notes. And I guarantee all three of us would have vastly different ideas of what the hell's going on, which is really cool. So one thing we discussed in the context of the Galactic Star Cruiser was the, the sliding scale of introvert to extrovert on this show and just in general where uh, Josh is more introverted and that was not something that appealed to you. And perverted. Sorry. What'd you say? And 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 perverted. Yes. Um, (laughs) I'm intro perverted. (laughs) The does, does that matter here? Cause it definitely mattered in the galactic star cruiser. And I don't mean to be comparing it because I think that's not really a fair comparison, but I think one will still be here in three weeks. One is already gone. So, it doesn't because you are this is your own storyline. You're not you're not gathering people up to go like we were in the it was packed. There were a ton of people in there and my group only interacted with itself. Okay. So there was no need to put myself out there in front of somebody else to be in an uncomfortable state to be to feel like I need to participate in something that I don't want to participate in. Sure. This is all about you doing what you want to do at your own pace, your own style. Uh, however you want to get your money out of it, it's all up to you. There, you're not dependent on anybody else's storyline. Nobody is dependent on your storyline. Gotcha. This is this is your you. It is like a massively large escape room that you know where the exits at the whole time. <laughs> so, do you find there, any there is, glory holes? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn it, I gotta look more next time. Uh, <laughs> See, you don't know. Could be there. Uh, just, so just yeah, start, you, just start sticking your penis in things, Ben. I found you. <laughs> think it's frowned upon, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll, t- we'll test it next time. Don't know. We do not actually advocate doing that. <laughs> we need some uh, to say that. Right, counsel? <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, you know where to send the bill. I no retainer, no advice. Uh, I do I do remember tell asking myself and like looking at Lisa and like, how does this end? Where does this end? Like what 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 are we supposed to go towards it. Are we missing something? Uh, which is opposite of the Galactic Star Cruiser where it's like, hey, Ray and Kylo are fighting right now. We, this is the final 10 minutes. Uh, okay. Kylo's off the ship. We're done. Everybody go to bed, wake up the next morning, and you'll leave. Like, they, they, the, 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 even on Jim and Len's last, where they talked a little bit more about their experience on it. Like, it's very specific story beats that don't change every time you do it. It's the same battles. It's the same moments. It's the same missions. Excuse me. Now you might go down one path if you go on the Star Cruiser one time, go down another path the next time. But if you went back and did that same path you did the first time again, you're going to have the exact same story along that path. There is no variation to it. Um, and again, when when you got to the final night and the final battle, it was over. That was the end. That was the closing credits. You're done with it. Whereas this, there is no ending. 
There yeah. is no ending at all. Come back and go do it again. Come back a month later. Go do it again. It, it, that's that's the really so much smarter business model. Quite frankly, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did not walk away going. We did it all. We're good. Yeah, right. We did it. Yeah. Don't don't need to do that again. You kind of walk away going. What happened to his grandmother? <laughs> yeah, you're asking more we, questions. We need, to, that's we need to like, is she dead? Like, what? You know, what? There, there were there were her little funeral pamphlets, this and that. They obviously had a funeral, but there's so many clues in here to make me think she's not dead. What's going on here? And we had no time to really dive into that version of the storyline. So that would be like when I go back again, I'm going back to her room and like, let's. What are we missing here? What do we need to find? This is going to be a weird comparison, and I think we can kind of close it on this. But, Ben, I know that you're obviously a Marvel fan as well. You probably walked out of Infinity War with a bunch of questions. Is that the last thing you did, experience that you enjoyed, where you had that many questions afterward and wanted to find out more answers to those questions? Is that a reasonable enough comp? Infinity War... No, I I felt like I had a lot more grip on what's going on with Infinity War fair, than okay, I did fair enough, this. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to draw parallels to like yeah. the level of intrigue, uh, just knowing that that was like a year of discovery trying to figure out what the hell was going to happen in the next movie. Anyway, right, but, the, the, it, it, but even at the end of Infinity War, they, like they there was a lot, there was a cliffhanger, there was a lot of unanswered questions, but there was enough crumbles to like make you, like they led you down some paths to, yeah, to make fair. some pretty easy assumptions. Whereas this was. <laughs> the 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 only instructions, but when you you're gonna open this door and you're into another portal, another world, and go figure out what you need to go figure out. That was that's all we're telling you. Okay. It's all up to you after that. All right, I think that's gonna wrap the show for this episode. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at martycalled at gmail You can also follow us on X under the username at martycalled <laughs> or join in the discussions in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash martycalled. We'd also appreciate it if you rated and reviewed the show on iTunes. It helps spread the word on the show and drives all of our international traffic. Ben, where can we find you online? You can find me on X at backside underscore water. And Josh, when are you going to start selling Marty Called merchandise on your site? Yeah. I need to pay for hosting somehow. <laughs> I could do it. And you, in the meanwhile, you can find me at uh, meowadors.com, spelled wrong, uh, forward slash wolf. Yeah, how, do you, how do you spell meow? <laughs> <laughs> meow. Two O's. <laughs> if he sold Marty Called merch, it would have three L's in called. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Called. <laughs> Why did you redo the graphic? This is stupid. <laughs> you can call me on. You can call me. You can find me on X. You can call me maybe the, under the username <laughs> at Inferno Barge. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. I might do a line of like "fuck Jared" T-shirts on there for Marty called. Only the true fans know. That family's been through enough. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, this is hard to read because the the wrong ones are blue for me. Because <laughs> it's Tim's fucking sc- or bad screenshots. Uh, you, t- t- Tim, you should start this off with a the following text change took place on uh, what s- uh, Sunday, October eighth at eleven fifty six a.m. So the pictures aren't here, though. Oh, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> you hadn't sent pictures. You were just no. randomly. <laughs> no, I had sent them, but apparently they didn't go it's, through. No, no, that's that's part of the fun okay. there. I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that as well. Okay. Oh, you fuckers. <laughs> the following. Well, shut up, Josh. <laughs> the following text message exchange was around 1156 on Sunday, October 8th. Just to be clear, there were no photos sent during any of this text message exchange. <laughs> and to be clear, 11.56 a.m. Yes, 11.56 Not even noon. Not even noon. <laughs> and Josh, scene. kick us off. Is this a good seat? Four minutes pass. <laughs> Josh is day drinking again. <laughs> My finger is in his wife. <laughs> Why is the dog watching? Got a free $800 row one ticket. Did you send a picture or something? For what? You haven't sent a picture. It's a great seat. Bad part is he's stuck watching the Colts. And then we finally got pictures of Josh at the 50-yard line in the Colts game. But And Ryan Tannehill. His finger is still in somebody's wife. It was Ryan Tannehill's wife that I was referring to, <laughs> by the way. But just for the record, my finger was not actually in anyone's wife at the time. Ryan Tannehill, uh, quarterback of the uh, Titans. We, If you're a listener, we apologize. <laughs> but we thank you for your service. Excellent second place finish in her game. Oh, God. Baby. <laughs>